Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading Jungle Rock by Caroline James. It's Thanksgiving, and as is tradition, we're reading a book about an Australian chef trapped in the hot jungle. He's British. He's British? Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. Welcome... Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane. And this week we're reading Jungle Rock by Caroline James. How's that sit with you? Um, Jungle Rock. Well, we did Halloween in April. We called it a, what do we call it? Halfloween. Halfloween. Mm-hmm. This is kind of that because it's cold now. Jungles aren't cold. Oh. You know what I'm saying? This is, You're saying this is maybe the opposite of Christmas in July. It's... Uh, Summer it's fourth, and Christmas. It's 4th of December. 4th of December. Hey, can this come out 4th of December? No, it's coming out in November. Sorry, ah. everybody. Uh, before we get into the synopsis of this book, I'm going to tell you what we do on this podcast. Every week, we read a free ebook on Amazon Prime. We read the first page, the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% per sent mark huh? it's a struggle and then we read the last page and then that's the end of the podcast and i uh don't listen to it not a fan how about you guys you like to listen to me no 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 how about to ganesh i guess i'm a little bit of a narcissist i like to hear my own voice well i hear him now yeah, I'm good. i've heard enough i'm good okay that's it that's the show ganesh will you read the synopsis of jungle rock for you're just us? gonna jump in what do you want to what, how was your day what'd you do i'm not talking about that what i'm talking about thanksgiving oh um, Wait. Yeah, let's just jump in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Thanksgiving's here. Does this come out before Thanksgiving? This yeah. is coming out the Monday before Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. So then, what's your plan for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving's coming around the corner. I'm what's going, your favorite dish? Well, okay. I, I, these are multiple questions. Yeah. Well, favorite dish: sweet potato casserole. Oh. What you, okay. What do you like? Huh? What's your favorite dish? Green bean casserole. Hey, Cream of mushroom. Fucking nerd. bunch of green beans. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ganesh, <laughs> how about you? you? You do Thanksgiving? Yeah, man. I like stuffing. Stuffing? Well, yeah. Like a good old plate of fucking I like, stuffing. I like it too, but I call it dressing. Ugh, you rube. I like stuffing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Dressing is rube? No, stuffing's rube. Dressing is learned gentleman, but... Yeah, dressing is like a tuxedo. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> stuffing yeah. is like a horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I don't I'm wanna, on stuffing. I don't want to talk like coal miner. You don't say, excuse me, past the dressing. I'd say, I want stuffing. Then I get stuffing. Do you like sausage in your stuffing? Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Have you oh, ever had that? Yeah. What do you I don't have, do, out of the box? I don't do Betty sausage in the stuffing. Shit. No, no. Well, do I don't do? know. I don't make it. You make the stuffing? Who makes Somebody makes it for you, right? I've made it in the past. Butternut squash sausage stuffing. What? Hmm? What about you, Ganesh? You make your own stuffing? Oh, no. No, no, no. no. That's my mother's purview. Yes, I eat mo- mother's uh, stuffing. <laughs> I eat mother's stuffing. Put that on a t-shirt. Again, Ganesha's signature right at the bottom. Uh, all right, those are the Thanksgiving plans. Read what about your turkey? Are you white meat or are you dark meat? Turkey? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, okay? Oh, here we go. Hot take. Here hot, we go. No, it's not even a hot take. I feel okay. like this is an agreeable take. All right. Turkey's the worst part of Thanksgiving. Depends on the gravy. Well, <laughs> That's ridiculous. Then the gravy is the best part of Thanksgiving. It is. It yeah. truly is. It I don't care what it's breaks. on. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. Depends on the, I mean, then we're not even talking turkey anymore. We're talking gravy. I'll dip my finger in some gravy and eat it. I don't need the turkey to be the vehicle. The turkey ties it all together. The turkey doesn't tie shit. It does. And if you're, when you're making your leftover sandwiches the next day, that's all it's you good gotta for. You got to put the turkey on it. That's awful, of course. Because what really else can't you can't just eat a mashed potato sandwich. Day of, <laughs> it's a palate cleanser. It's nothing. Day of, turkey's a palate for what? It the dessert. The signs all together. The, you're right. It is nothing. It's like eating paper mache. Every turkey's the do. worst bird. You what you do is you you enjoy the sides and then you clean your palate with like some dumbass turkey and you, then you go back to your next favorite. We seem side. to have similar outlooks, but you seemingly enjoy the bland pile of meat I got to put in my mouth that's just getting in the way of all the beautiful, delicious sides. Well, you have to know how to cook a bird. I don't cook the bird. <laughs> if you do it right. You're in a whole new level, a whole new tier. Turkey just doesn't do it for me. I don't like turkey sandwiches. I don't like anything turkey, really. So it's kind of a bland bird. It's fucking dumb as shit. I wish we were eating rotisserie chickens at this time. You Hmm? prefer chicken to turkey? No. What? Rotisserie? I mean, chicken. 
any kind of chicken, I'd take over turkey, you know honestly. I like them both. But it's, you Why gotta, don't we have a Thanksgiving you steak? You, you could. I will. But you're at mommy's I'm at, uh, expense. I'm at, I'm at mother's mercy. <sighs> Again, another t-shirt. Make your own Thanksgiving. I won't. Make your own luck. Never. You know, as they say. As Billy Zane says. Well, no. Let's read the synopsis of, this isn't even a Thanksgiving book. We dropped the ball. Come what on. is it called? Jungle fucking rock. Jungle rock. It could be Thanksgiving if you want to live a little. Let's hear it, Ganesh. Handsome young chef, Zach Dockerty. Ooh, maybe he's making Thanksgiving dinner. Is feeling the heat. Following an expose in a national newspaper, his fiance, Poppy Dunlop, has broken <laughs> their engagement. Heartbroken at the thought of life without Poppy, Zach drowns his sorrow. And gravy. gravy. Oh, yeah. Sausage gravy. Butternut sausage gravy. No, no. Just normal Thanksgiving gravy mm-hmm. uh, atop my sausage butternut squash dressing. When his agent suggests that Zach becomes a contestant in a reality TV show, Jungle Survival, he reluctantly agrees. This is the opposite of Thanksgiving vibes. Plunge deep into the jungle into a bizarre mix of talent and trials, Zach meets glamour model Cleo Petra, mm. and the cameras go crazy. Will Zack survive and be crowned Jungle King? Probably. Or will his latest exploits push Poppy further away? Eh, she'll be fine. What do we think? We do, aren't we going to read this book? The sound good to you? It doesn't sound great. All right. Well, that's what I like to hear. Let's jump into the first page of Jungle Rock. Okay, here we are. Let's jump into the first page of Jungle Rock. Chapter one. Zach Dockerty tugged at the collar of his leather jacket. Ooh. Well, steam came out. And climbed into a waiting chauffeur-driven car. The uniformed doorman at the Wolseley touched his hat and pocketed a handsome tip as he watched the handsome young chef. Handsome? Zach was a pleasure to look after, always polite and generous. Oh, tight, tight you, know, butt. you know how chefs are, polite. And generous. Famously. And not egomaniac psychopaths. Unlike many of the so-called celebrities that graced a popular eating establishment. London was heaving, and as his ride pulled away from the restaurant and joined the nose-to-tail traffic crawling along Piccadilly. Oh, are we going to hear some British accents tonight, Ganesh? Zach yawned and slumped into the seat. He was exhausted. A new series of The Gypsy Chef had just finished filming, and after a heavy lunch with his agent, Zach was longing for a good night's sleep. Uh, A little heavy-handed, Zach. But sleep would be evasive. The news that Bob had just given him filled Zach with uncertainty and fear. Bob's proposal offered the chance of unprecedented success. But there are high odds that Zach's career could take a serious tumble. Is he getting into human trafficking or something? The most popular reality TV show in recent years, Jungle Survival. I'll write that. One Zach on the cast. Zach and 11 other celebrities would be plunged deep into the heart of the Australian jungle, where they would be left to fend for themselves until the last man standing. There's jungle in Australia? Yeah. I thought it was all desert. No, you fool. It's a whole continent. They've got mountains of snow. You ever watch Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries? I've never heard those words before in my life. <laughs> Miss, I'm sorry, Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery. Who is she? Well, she's the greatest flapper detective of the 1920s this, in Australia. What? Where? What? Who are you? You didn't catch that one? Where do you see this? On the old, uh, put your eyes up to the, the old picture box, the Nickelodeon, turn the crank. See a little tune? Why no, Austin? <laughs> it's like very niche content. What? Flapper Australian Mysteries. Yeah. It's Shane's uh, exclusive streaming service. I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry, but it plays. Aust- and it plays Aust- hard. Australia's- and they're making a feature film coming out due next year because it's a cult classic. Who's in it? Why? It's the mother from the Babadook. I can't- None of these words mean anything to me. <laughs> Are you, are you, is this improv? Uh, you got to get out more. <laughs> Am I supposed to yes and this? No, this is it. This is life. Ugh. Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, Babadook, the mother. You didn't catch the Babadook? Mm-mm. It would do you well to What's see What's that? It. Isn't that like a comic dog? No. Always slobbering all over it's the It's a horror recliner. film about grief. Oh, Babadook okay. fucking tore up the newspaper again. It's about who? Grief. Jeez. Where? You what? can't spank the Babadook because he wears a big top hat. And he'll claw your eyes out unless you reconcile is this a, your grief. Are these euphemisms? This is all real. <laughs> Shane's, having a, Shane's having a stroke. Good Lord. Who's is this a, the Matrix? Who's his emergency contact? Uh, yeah. Check his, H, him up. check his HR form. Tell him to bring a knife to cut your head off with. <laughs> wow. 
right. <laughs> sparks are flying. <laughs> Shane's threatening me with bodily harm. Good thing I got scabs waiting outside in a, in a nice uh, orderly line. That's true. Actually, two lines, one for Austin's, one for Shane's. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Is it Austin County? Is that what you call your fan base? Austin, no, that's Austin, no. that's Austin City Limits, my friend. Austin City Limits. <laughs> Where they would be left to fend for themselves until the last man standing, as voted by the public, took the ultimate jungle crown. All right, I get it. The gentleman chef is going on Survivor. Jungle Survival went out live every evening for three weeks and was watched by millions. It could project Zach into the realms of serious stardom or finish him. Damn. This guy's angling to be a celebrity chef. Really relatable content here. Just go on Top Chef. More that's dignified. A, that's how you got to do. You don't have to play politics on an island. You don't have to vote someone off. You just throw them under the bus in front of the judges. <laughs> and Tom Colicchio goes, sorry, I hate to do this. I liked your dish. And then Padma, she says, take your knives and leave, sucker. Is that what happens on Top Chef? Yeah. Yeah, you got to take your knives, dude. I'm a Master Chef kind of guy. Uh, you can watch them both. You can watch it all. Nah. Top or nothing. Cutthroat Kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so judgmental. What are you? Are you a uh, uh, what's the one from Japan called? That Iron Chef. Iron. You an Iron Chef kind of guy? No. He's a shame. Wow. So, such a narrow view of the cooking uh, genre. Well, Fine. that's all stuff into my dressing. Uh, I'm gonna throw you under a fucking train. He thought about <laughs> some of the previous contestants who were now consigned to the celebrity slag heap, career in ruins, as the perils of the jungle got the better of them. It was a recipe for emotional meltdown, and with precious egos at stake, there was a sounds familiar. There was the potential for things to boil over, which could plunge a popular personality into the realms of obscurity. Shane Nation, ready to revolt. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're the Shane Nation strong. They're very strong. What's the state of Shane Nation? Pretty good. All right. We got a couple dissenters, mm-hmm. a couple Sean phobes. <laughs> Some Sean worshipers. Yeah. You no, know, I recently went to lunch with one of my friends who listens to this podcast. Oh. And wow. She, okay. Casually yeah. cool. And she said that she I think she was just saying this, but she said I was her favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That, but she said that Shane was very, very funny. Wow. Well, I feel great about all this. <laughs> It sounds like, uh, <laughs> what a story meant to just completely alienate me. Yeah. Well, that's good. Sounds hey, like a nice. member of Shane Nation's um, attending the Temple of Ganesh in the Austin City Limits. Where, where's no vacancy, my friend? You know, you're full up. You got your own thing going <laughs> we on. Get it? I got my own vibes. Well, that's fine. <laughs> it means nothing. Uh, yeah, it's cool. What's her name? <laughs> <clears throat> It's not your wife, was it? No, she'd tell you to your face. Yeah, true. She doesn't listen. <laughs> Austin, you're my favorite part. Thanks. Well, aside from Ganesh. <laughs> what about yourself? Huh? Well, I'm me and I'm good. Wow. You guys are my favorite. <laughs> so first, Shane, second Ganesh, me, again, coming in. No, you guys coming are good. Third. You just need, you just need like a, I guess, a, a PR person, you know, take care of your image. Yeah, no, I'm good. No, so I'm good. You're okay. you're good. Uh-huh. But I'm if you're good, then I'm. Better. Who's Shane's PR person? Me himself. Uh, he he does, does a good job. He does advocate for himself quite a bit. I only aim to alienate. You're my favorite part, and then also Ganesh. Oh, thanks. There we go. Bob was adamant that his protege do the show, and what Bob demanded, he always got. After, After all, I'm here for moral support. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. After all, hadn't Zach made foraging and living off the land the new buzzwords in the great culinary mashup that was today's TV? Are you your, like, look, for real though, are you like your own favorite part when you listen to the show? No, I hate it. I'm my least favorite part. Really? When I hear my voice. (laughs) I'm absolutely my most favorite part. (laughs) I laugh a lot at what you say because a lot of. I'm not saying I'm the funniest, but I'm saying it's just my own sense of humor. So I'm like, oh, that's funny. I I would like that. Oh, wait, that's why. When I listen to this back. I laugh when you say shit because I remember the look in your eye when you say it and That's it makes true. me laugh. That's true. I do I, have a lot of good memories of looking at Shane. A lot of, I barely see Ganesh during the recording of this podcast. Ganesh also makes me laugh so hard. It's weird that you have the vantage point of seeing both of us and I can only see one. Should we mix it up sometime? No, don't mess with success. If you could call this success. <laughs> Actually, yeah, maybe we should mix it up. <laughs> see what happens next. Maybe in 2020. Q1 2020 Q1 which is actually March of 2020 (laughs) the fiscal year 
No, you dude, know. Q1 is January mm-hmm. through not on, my, not on my calendar. Viewers were already salivating over Zach's recipes, his book sales had skyrocketed, and the first series of The Gypsy Chef had broken ratings records. Did we hear this already? On cable networks and was now set for a primetime slot. No, oh. you haven't. Zach had signed the contract. In a few days, he would be winging his way first class to Australia. Never have I been more sure of the plot of a book without needing to hear more. The deal I, had been done. <laughs> I get it. He stared out of the window and watched the crowds mull about the busy streets. There was a winter's bite in the air, mm. and leaves whipped along the pavements as people snuggled into scarves and gripped the collars of their coats. Now we're talking. Now this is seasonal stuff. That's right. It's cool. You see people. Okay. You know what gets my goat, guys? All kinds of things, but let's hear what this one is. All right. This is my, my most seasonal goat getting. <laughs> <laughs> It's your winter goat. No, it's people when it's like from when it goes to hot to chilly. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm not going to throw numbers out there. Okay. Because it, it's asinine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sure. I'm with you. But, you know, hot to chilly. Yeah, uh-huh. I get it. But like. Just on a visceral level. You know, when it's, it goes from hot to chilly. Yes. And then, and then it meets in the middle. Warm. Warm. Com- comfortable. Comfortable. Room and then people are wearing, people are wearing down jackets. Yeah, some people are really eager to get into winter. What's going on there, guys? Some people are just like, it's finally cool. Time to break out my my down. My furs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. So Live a little. Enjoy. Feel the, a little like. Feel a little bite in the air. Yeah. Let the wind whip. Is that too much to ask, folks? No. Anyway, not. that I, makes me like doubt everything in humanity. <laughs> when I see that, I'm like, no one wants the thrill. I have four jackets for every five degree change in temperature. Oh, yeah. I have like a 60 degree jacket. I have like a 55 degree jacket. I have a 50 degree jacket. And then I have like a 45 degree jacket. I'm sure you also have a favorite because I do the same thing. Um, yeah, I do too. I wish that the weather permitted me to wear my 55 degree jacket. That's my, your favorite? my second. If we're going mm-hmm. like Pokemon level evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking like the second, the second version. I want I, the, just the step up from the light hoodie. Would just you, a kind of a denim jacket. Would you say hmm. the jacket best part of your wardrobe? Well, it's the best because it covers up all my shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my jacket game is very strong. My shoe game also very strong. Those two. Everything else. Pants. Mediocre at best. Pants, this guy's, pants, wearing, this guy's wearing wrinkly khakis. I'm wearing sweats right now, dude. I own like three pairs of pants. Even worse. I own four pairs of the exact same type of pants. Yeah. Black jeans. That's all you need. The amount of pants I wear, it's like three max at any one given time. Exactly. Which seems ridiculous <laughs> when I say it out loud. <laughs> but why else would I need more? I see people wearing suits on the subway and I'm always like, you fool, you ass in this economy. Well, I'm also like, you must be much more <laughs> successful and richer than I am. So I guess I can't criticize well, not you that much more. They're riding the subway. Hey, salt of the earth people out here ride the subway. Everybody rides the subway. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you want to try to get uptown in a cab. Come on. Uh, but <laughs> I see these people in suits and I'm like, man, that must take you so long to get ready in the morning. I pride myself on being able to leave my apartment within like five minutes of me waking up. I Do you plan a- your outfit the night before? No, but the number of combinations is so low that it takes me like no time at all to choose. I'm just like, here's one. Here's another. Boom. Done. And they all go together. I buy all my all my clothes go like match. They're yeah. all just varying shades of black and gray a couple of blues yeah that's I'm about not, me i'm not walking out in yellows and greens no i'm not making i'm a not statement. even i'm not wearing red actually i was pulling a look today fellas you this one right now no this is what were you wearing this is what i put on for Cash, you guys cashmere no i had my oh. normal outfit on oh that was your okay i'm gonna need more long tee black, black shirt yeah yeah i get it your jobs black jeans <laughs> Black boots. The uniform. Okay. I had my new, I have my uh, black fancy little coat on. Okay. My yeah. like almost, that's a long coat. You're all black. Yeah. That's why we call you Dale Earnhardt. The yeah. Man, the man in black. No, you call me three. You call me three. I call you number three. Yeah. Because of that and because you're a uh, insanely successful son. Those are the two things you guys have in common. <laughs> my son is doing well. Your son is one of the best drivers in NASCAR. <laughs> it can't be denied. Well, hey, congrats on the new uh, look. Anyway, I'm just Another saying. black layer. <laughs> It's like before, but there's more. You just got to love your jackets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I like all my jackets. Me too. I'm a huge fan of my jacket. If I didn't like one of my jackets, it wouldn't be in my jacket. I get a new jacket quite often. Yeah? How yeah. often are we talking? Six hours? 12 hours? It's my favorite thing to shop for. <laughs> Put right. on a jacket and you go, ooh. It does feel nice. I wish every year was, <laughs> sorry to interrupt, but something on the TV was so bright. Oh, <laughs> it looked like a bomb went off behind it you. It was a bomb. Uh yeah, I, I do think the jackets, uh, they really make the outfit, and I wish jacket season could be forever. 
I'll go to California. It sucks when it gets warm and I got to start taking off the jacket. It's like, I'm exposed. You see my arms? No, thanks. Not me. I got to start slathering on the aluminum poison in my armpits. You should get a bunch of tattoos on those arms. Sleeves? Yeah. Sure. Get a bunch of... Um, Your portraits. Say, jacket here. <laughs> I'll just get a nice down jacket tattooed on my arm so I never have to... Yeah. be without uh ganesha seems to have given up on the book and producing this podcast let's stop there um <laughs> let's jump sorry back. okay well first of all okay. we got way too off base but this chef mm-hmm. he's gonna go on a reality show that's, <laughs> let's jump. that's all we learned from that first page that's yes. all you need to know this book is simple folks this is like a spoonful of sugar you i would even you think don't need to think about it most reality shows have a chef already right he's a that's he's a, a personality though. yeah no that's what i'm saying but like he's the a, chef that's a personality that like would be attracted to Oh yeah, yeah. like on Survivor. Yeah, yeah. Chefs all think they're hot shit. Yeah, they're psychopaths. They're like people who run for president. It's like why? Enough with the fucking uh, truffle flavored. Enough. Let's jump ahead to the twenty five percent mark of Jungle Rock. The dialogue is the, head of you now, huh? the dialogue is always like the lowest common deno- denominator. Yeah. Like there's a they cut to a scene and this guy's playing the piano and he's just like he's like, I wanna be home for Christmas singing that same old song. <laughs> it's like nothing else at all. What's the problem with like that? that's it. good to me? That's like yep. brass tacks writing shit. Every plot like, is the same. I I see nothing wrong. I don't need subtext. I don't need to figure out a mystery. I just want a sad man to say, I want to be home for Christmas. Personally, yeah, I like movies with very, very low stakes. Is Aunt Becky selling them or she's in is she in the clink? She's in the clink. Ooh, she's all You know what's jailed up. You know what? The two of you saying these things to me. What? There's been about four thousand years of human artists, and you settle for this shit. Who said this? I'm saying it to you. About what? You're settling for like Hallmark classic. You're the one who said that you watch them. I started. <laughs> you tell you turn this. I don't even watch these. You say but, this to Ganesh. So, yo, I mean, <laughs> on some level though, like, don't you just ever want to watch something where you can just like tune out like entirely it's just like not taxing at all in your brain and it's just you know, like this podcast <laughs> so that's why i do this <laughs> put this on i just zone right out my eyes cross i start banging my head on a dumpster you know you can like if you want to be like on your phone you can use your phone you're not going to miss anything like it is i do one thing i don't like about this prestige tv world i don't want like background I, music. I can't be on my fucking phone i gotta watch this stuff don't be on your phone bud it's like every season of a show is like 16 different fucking movies i gotta watch in a row and you know what i mean i like it but like goddamn sometimes i just want to play fucking snake how about ditch the phone, turn off the TV, Excuse get me. out there in the world, mix it up on the street. Was <laughs> like starting fights? No, <laughs> throwing punches. Just talk to people. Hey, I'm just mixing it up on the street. I officer. say this and I don't do that at all. I'm the most up. closed off person in the world. The street's dangerous. <sighs> you can trip and fall. You can step in a puddle. Mm. You can get scammed, Darn robbed, right. ooh, beaten. Ah. Just breathe in exhaust. That's just another day. I might, yeah, I might stick my my mouth on a tailpipe and huff some exhaust. <laughs> Who knows? Awooga. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, jeez, Louise. Yeah, I might just flick on that. A TV stranger again. might try to talk to me. Yeah, I might uh, fall head first into a dumpster, right into a pile of baby. Someone diapers. might ask me for directions. You and I'll give say, them the wrong directions. You ever say something just like completely embarrassing to a stranger? All the time. You ever call him like sir? No, I don't no. call anybody sir. You ever <laughs> mess up and call someone sir? Nope. Never. All right. Anyway, we should probably keep reading the book. Yeah. What's this? 25%? All right. 25%. Here we go. uh, Jungle Rock. Jungle Rock. All of the contestants were housed in separate hotels before they met up in the jungle. This ensured that no one knew each other beforehand and they had time to adapt to the time difference before filming began. Bustling hotel industry surrounding the jungle. Yeah, we got eight different hotels just right up on the jungle's edge. Yeah, we got a hotel. That's a Holiday Inn. That's a Holiday Inn. We got a Motel 6. We got a Hilton over here. Is that a Radisson down there Ooh. right by the old uh, a quicksand pit? Holy moly. Is that are, a Hyatt? There's a orangutans swinging over by the Days Inn. Well, that Days Inn has a Rainforest Cafe attached to it. Ooh. Oh, wow. Hi. You know, I've never been to a Rainforest Cafe. It's wonderful. I Not anymore. Ever- they really scaled them back. They used to be full of these beautiful, large animatronics. Beautiful. And now it's just uh, <laughs> Ganesh describing. A ah, beautiful. I've never heard Ganesh more 
passionate about anything than when he was describing the animatronics. Yeah, I've never heard the rainforest. Word beautiful. It's beautiful. Work, I, yeah, works to, of like, art. You'd walk in and there'd be like this giant gorilla there just, to greet just you. Just a gorgeous gorilla. Mm-hmm. Just sculpturally larger profound. than life. When you're a kid, you're like, whoa, <laughs> handsome this is as hell. The coolest thing I've ever seen. This guy's got now, a strong jaw. It's just like some bushes painted on the wall, and you have like a couple fake plants. And uh, he says, "Where's my old gorilla friend? You know, the striking, beautiful gorilla that used to be here." We tossed it. <laughs> took it out to pasture. I've only seen two locations. Mm. I saw the one in Atlantic City. and I Been there. And I was, uh, and one in Chicago. Never been there. I stayed in a hotel in Niagara Falls and they had a Rainforest Cafe in it. That's weird. Uh, I was going to the Rainforest Cafe in Atlantic City and the entrance is like an aquarium that you walk through. So like there's just aquarium surrounding you. And there's just a fish that was just bitten in half floating around. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, where was this? Atlantic City. Oh. Where else do you think? It'd be great if some guy <laughs> slid into your frame of vision and said, that one's ready. That's the catch of the day. <laughs> Honestly, I'm shocked that that uh, Rainforest Cafe has a fish tank. It's pretty nice. It's still in existence. Yeah, I do think they got rid of the animatronics. They used to do like scary thunderstorms every half hour. See, that sounds good. We're talking so much about the Rainforest Cafe, and we are not talking enough about the book that we're supposed That's to That's because this episode is brought to you by Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> I wish. I'd take that Rainforest Cafe money. Bob and Zach's hosts at the Hilltop Hotel were thrilled to have a reality show contestant on their guest list. Do they do a good matcha latte? <laughs> It is a cafe after all. You get whooped saying that kind of stuff at the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Gary and Simon, who owned the property, fussed around the two new arrivals, much to the delight of Bob, who relished the over-the-top attention and sat drinking Prosecco with his friends long into the night. As the sun rose through the morning mist at the tip of Mount Wumba, silhouetted in the valley surrounding Hilltop Hotel, Zach had said goodbye to Bob. Bob would be traveling separately to stay in accommodation provided for family and friends. Just be you, dear boy. Bob said as he walked across the veranda and stared at the awe-inspiring sight. Okay, thank you, Bob. (laughs) I know that you'll make us all very proud. He turned and Zach could see that his agent had a tear in his eye. (laughs) His agent? They're they're so close. Well, I'll probably be back in a week or less, Zach said. (sighs) The fuck? That's Australian. Uh, He knew he had an uh, open hell of lasting to the end of the contest, no matter how badly Bob wanted him to, and his heart felt heavy. Was this another moment in his life where, when he'd let someone down? Nonsense, Bob said. He could see Gary and Simon running across the grass and gave them both a little wave. Ah, uh, my corgis. Doodaloo! The two men raced up the steps and thrust out a package. Oh, I wonder who could have sent it, Bob said. Hurry up and open it. Your car's waiting. Zach ripped through the packaging and, as he peered into the box, he grinned. A slab of confectionery lay on a bed of tissue. It's funny because it sounds like two men are having a stroke at the same time. Yanisha's stroke impression is terrific. It's Marland mint cake, he said. Explorers take it on expeditions. Sir Edmund Hillary ate mint cake while climbing Mount Everest. Simon stared at the parcel. It's made of glucose. When people climb Mount Everest, do they Mm -hmm. shit? Nah. Do they hold it? Yeah. It's a good amount of time to get up there. It is. So, like, you got to shit, right? Or no, you got to hold it. Is it too cold to expose it's your bare cold. butt? Do you wear a diaper when you climb Mount Everest? I don't know. I think a little, yeah. Was little Edmund heated. Hillary eating this mint shit and taking dumps in his pants? Yeah, sir. You think? I don't know. Have you heard this Now, is that a hero? Not to me. <laughs> Did you read that thing? That, like, fucked up thing about Mount Everest? I don't, well, if it's not about shitting and pissing, I feel it, like it's going to bum me out. What happened? Be. People croaking up there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's dead bodies all over the place. Well, so that's the thing. Sucks. So it's a big it's, mountain. I'll it's a huge it. tourist attraction. And so but people huge. die up there and there's no way to get them back down. So basically when you're like round in the corner to like get to the top, there's just all these dead people like frozen in place, like standing up. Greeting you, welcoming you. Almost like a cheering section. <laughs> you high five them all. Everybody's frozen in celebration. But it's like a <laughs> we lot. made it. It's a lot of people at this point. It's like hundreds of it's people. Fucked up. Check out this new business idea. When you die, I will helicopter your body to the top of Mount Everest to make it look like you died climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> That's and then I'll take your picture. Here lies Shane Burklow. Made it to the top of Mount Everest. Shit his pants ten times. All right, bud. All right, you got the idea. How are you going to brand it? I mean, that's... What's the name? Trade secret. What's the name? Touch of Heaven. That's perfect. All right. Doing Touch a round of- for friends and family? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Taking some... Uh, it's, an, it's an angel. 
uh, investment round. Anybody wants to get in on it? What does the card say? Asked Bob. Zach retrieved a small envelope and tore it open. Get your laughing gear around this lot and stop feeling sorry for yourself. Me and your man will be glued. Love and kisses from the oldens. It's from my auntie Hattie. The car had begun to slow, and Zach saw that. <laughs> you laughing at your own voice. Oh, <laughs> Cracking yourself up over here. I can't keep track of who's who. You can just do it in it's like, like a, eight different characters talking. <laughs> you can just do it in like cowboy speak. The car had begun to slow, and nah, Zach. I like these accents. And Zach saw that they had left the main road to bounce across the track. Eventually, they came to a clearing where a small team from the production company waited beside a helicopter. A woman moved forward to greet Zach, and he realized that a camera was filming. He grabbed his ruck sack and pressed his cattleman hat firmly onto his head, then, taking a very deep breath, forced his most appealing smile. Good day! Ava, a popular Australian TV host, rushed forward to shake Zach's outstretched hand. Hi, Zach said. It's the gypsy chef! Enough of the G word. Yeah, I think... Actually, it's fine. I don't care. Australians are known racists. (laughs) Welcome to Jungle Survival! (laughs) Just a great declaration with no explanation. I don't even want to hear more. That's all we have to say. I don't have to say more. Yeah, It's a racist bunch. Known racists. Welcome to Jungle Survival. Let's stop there. Shane does hate Australians. He said it multiple times on and off air. This guy's, I mean, I generally think of him as an open-minded guy, but if you're Australian or if you have a limp... Don't come calling Shane's number. He'll tell you to get lost. Is that the end of that? We're moving on. I feel like we didn't really read too much of that, but I'm okay with it. We're going to the 50% mark of uh, Jungle Rock. Zack bent down and piled as many logs as he could carry into his arms. As he stood, he felt his muscles tighten under the weight. Heavy logs. Tasked with keeping the campfire going day and night, Zack had also been voted Camp Cook, and he found that he was suddenly enjoying his time in the jungle. (laughs) What an important task. Hey, you. You make the fire go day and night. Oh. And you have to make our food. (laughs) Even day? (laughs) Sure. All right. All right. I got it. You guys uh, go swimming. (laughs) I'll keep the... Fire going, I'm just going to die of heat exhaustion. Let me just go collect more logs. I'll be back. No longer having to hold back on trials to enable the weaker to get through, Zach was longing to get in on the action and prove himself. But the public were keen to see those less able endure the perils in order to win food for the celebrities. A female pop star seemed to be the target of the nightly votes, and she absolutely refused to participate. No kangaroo testicles passed her plump lips. Why not? Nor would she lie in a trench and be covered in rats and unable to win any food. The campmates were very hungry oh they, they meant as food what do you think mm, i can't say oh i shan't say coitus hey let's hope lady muck strikes gold this morning lenny said as he fell into step behind zach on the path back to camp is there a worse word than coitus uh i can't def- think definitely of up there i don't like hearing it in my cans booming into my eardrum coitus oh Ooh. yeah it's not good Mm-mm. you know in lion king when the hyenas like shiver because mm-hmm. they keep saying mufasa mm-hmm. just a replace that with coitus okay if anyone out there has seen lion king as many times as i have they would get the funny joke i think it's a pretty popular movie i think everybody gets it (laughs) but i saw it a lot okay who are you like Lion King gatekeeper? Have yeah. you seen Lion King the most? I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like there an was, insanely popular movie. There was a summer. I don't know if you guys have seen the Lion King out there, but you know. There was a summer every day at 2 p.m. I'd put it on. Wow, big 2 p.m. Lion King day. <laughs> why, why 2 p.m.? I don't know. You lived a very regimented lifestyle. No, that's because when I broke out the dominoes. Are you Rain I'd Man? Because I little forts out of them. 2 p.m. Wapner. Wapner. <laughs> Mufasa, Mufasa, 2 p.m. Mufasa. I gotta see my Mufasa at 2 p.m. Lenny said as he fell into step behind Zack on the path back to camp, a member of the aristocracy had been summoned to set out with Rod on a secret mission. Oh, I'm so bleeding hungry I could eat one of these logs. You better not. Lenny held a log in each hand and sweated profusely as he lumbered along. Just are a, you, a log are per you, hand? How big are these logs? Well, how big are your turds? Excuse me. <laughs> 
That's private. <laughs> Look me in the eyes and ask me that. There's bound to be food. They're healthy. There's bound to be They're food. They're hearty. There's bound to be food up for, for grabs. Zach replied as he as he thought about poor Rod paired with the most obnoxious camp member. Oh, I, I sudden hope so. Lenny panted as he tried to keep up. Rod will I didn't do hear his... much panting there, Ganesh. <laughs> oh, I sudden hope so. Rod will do his best, and Mrs. Crunch and Gravel might surprise us. Ooh, yeah. There we go. It whipped you back into shape. Mrs. Crunch and Gravel? It's like a cereal. <laughs> There's a cereal called Mrs. Crunch and Gravel. <laughs> it's a British thing. Yeah. I'll take a big bowl of Mrs. Crunch and Gravel, please. Oh, oh my, me gums is bleeding. <laughs> That's, that's Mrs. Crunch and Gravel for you. One of the Queen's cuppas. They had reached Happy Valley, and Zach began to lay the logs neatly around the fire as Lenny placed his offering straight onto the blaze. <sighs> the log lair. I'm going to have a shower. Zach said and grabbed his towel. You coming? Lenny was climbing into his hammock and was focused on swinging his pudgy leg in an attempt to hoist his weight. <laughs> Sorry, wait. Our main dude here is chopping down trees and building a fire, and the other guy's just swinging around in a hammock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This guy needs... Reality check. I'm kind of what's our I've apologized that I've forgotten the main character's name in this book. What's his name? Zach. Zach, right. Oh, that makes me like him less. But Zach, it doesn't hit me well. Do you think of Zach's having a blonde bowl cut in the 90s? I think of Zach's definitely being on the lighter side of the hair spectrum. Strawberry blonde. You know what I'm saying? Freckles? Yeah. Definitely had a sticky N64 controller. Grape soda all over that bad boy. Yep. But also a huge house and rich parents. Oh, yeah? Zach's family has a rec room with a ping pong table. Zach is a fucking brat, dude. Oh, yeah, definitely. He doesn't pick up his toys. Uh Uh-uh. Nope, no way. He got all the cool games before anyone else did. That's right. Sleepovers at Zach's. He's got a Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. His mom would take him to Sam Goody and she'd be like, you can get whatever you want. And you know what he got? Sublime. Yeah. Zach is a sublime (laughs) name. He wears puka. Shells. He pooked, okay? <laughs> yeah. In the early aughts, he mm-hmm. was pooked. He yeah, pooked. This guy, Incubus, whole discography. Finally, he had a hold and, with a grunt and an exhausted sigh, collapsed into the moving canvas. You go ahead, mate. I'll keep an eye on everything here. Within moments, Lenny was sound asleep and loud snores echoed through the tranquility. Ooh, let me hear those. Zach set off. Sepicene. He whistled as he walked to the waterfall and gazed at the lush vegetation and shafts of sunlight streaking through the trees. Whistle. Uh-huh. Hear that? Hear the snores fading? The whistle growing louder? Birds in the distance? Beautiful. Putting you to work. You sound happy, Cleo said. She was sitting on the edge of the lagoon wearing a tiny white bikini and she smiled as Zach approached. I don't know about you, but I don't trust lagoons. Mainly because of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Are lagoons, are lagoons good? Yeah, man. What is a lagoon? A lagoon? I about- thought it was a bean. No, that's a legume mm, with an M. What's a lagoon? Is it like a swamp? Nah, no. Not quite a swamp. Is it like a pond? It's kind of like in between a pond and a lake. I don't need an in between there. Yeah, you do. I have to think of a pond and lake are two good sizes of water. I don't need a middle ground. You do, because there's a vast difference a vast deference not a vast deference Jesus my Christ. friend but a pond is small you can see to the other side mm-hmm. a lake you cannot Can't. see to the other side now what is a lagoon <laughs> a lagoon you can, kinda, you can almost you see can kind of see to the other side <laughs> but i though. think a lagoon also bleeds into like some other body of water uh, anyway i've gone crabbing in a lagoon you've gone crabbing in a I, lagoon and i fared well you have your waders on that's some good eating no it's a net it's a net based you stood activity. on land oh you're at the dock you wuss you got to get in there get on on their turf here's what you do or here's what i did when i was like nine Mm -hmm. i you put some stuff in this net and you dip it down and the next day you check in kind of stuff bread balls i don't know probably jesus and then you eat the crabs it's a beautiful day your whole life sounds like little house on the prairie you know the father of little house on the prairie which is like wilder you're you're the laura ingles wilder of the i said the father of on the show is you know the guy is like your dad yeah he looks just like and that makes you laura ingles wilder no That's the show creator. She wrote the damn book, dude. It's about her life on the prairie. Read about it. It's a beautiful day, Zach said. It's a... It's it's a beautiful day. Zach said. Three hours long with he's correcting his own accent. He Here, placed his towel on the rock a secret, and down. There's a secret to the accent. Oh, okay. What is it? Just pretend that you're beat red and mad at everything. And racist. Openly racist. <laughs> openly racist. And you want to fight and die. Okay. Now That's try, the try, Australian accent. Try that. Ganesh, you got that? Oh, it's a beautiful day. That's close. <laughs> Ever consider modeling? 
Cleo studied Zach's naked body. Why is he naked? He's a chef. Her eyes wandered over every muscle and came to rest on the bulging contents of Zach's tight briefs. I have a swimwear range that you'd look good in. She raised her eyebrows and smiled. Do you think that's his butt or his, um, his balls? I'll stick with being a chef. Zach plunged into the pool and splashed about in the shallow waters. Mm, splash. Come and scrub my back for me, Cleo said and slid off the rock. Ouch. <laughs> Jagged. <laughs> she g- glided across the water until she reached the waterfall, then slowly stood and turned her back. Come on, I won't bite. She held a bar of soap in a perfectly manicured hand and beckoned Zach with one elegant finger. Wash me. And then bit the soap in his head. Mesmerized, he moved across the pool. As he took the soap, Cleo turned and purred seductively. Nice and hard, she whispered, lifting her long, silky locks off her toned, bronzed shoulders. I want to bleed. Exfoliate me. <laughs> That's how I or like it. <laughs> Rub me against the rock. All right, let's stop there. What do we read? What was that? Five minutes? All right. That's fine. This is a quick one. I like it. Resuming through. Ganesh has no time for this. He's got bigger things to do. He's got to read books to those other boys. <laughs> yeah, he's got all those scabs coming in for auditions after this. Uh, all right, let's jump ahead now to the 75% mark of a Jungle Rock. so I can look into people's windows. What do you think about that? Sometimes I think that. I'd love to take a look inside everybody's apartment. There's a whole movie about that, about why that's bad. You shouldn't do that. There's plenty of reasons why it's bad, but maybe sometimes I want to be bad. I don't think that was the message of that movie. I want to be bad because it makes me feel so good, in the words of Willa Ford. I think the message of that movie was, you should spy on your neighbors. Yeah, look through the, look through the window. What's you out? put your whole life in danger when you do that. Man. Here's my opinion. If you don't want me to look through your windows, put up blinds or a curtain. Otherwise, it's like a show. I would ex- If somebody passed by my wide open window, I expect them to stop and look. What are you doing in there? Oh, I'm flexing. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm putting on a show. I want passersby to take a gander. You have curtains? Yes, I do. <laughs> do I have curtains? I just live in a wide open apartment with no. And you live on the first floor too. People can see straight in. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm well secure with curtains. I don't like people seeing me. I couldn't imagine you hanging up curtains. Because it's kind of like no, what I've, to do. You probably got like a task rabbit to do it for you. How little do you think of me? I put, I hung my curtains. Do you have blinds? Why wouldn't I hang my curtains? Do you not hang curtains? Do you see? There's curtains. Why wouldn't I hang curtains? Do I have blinds? No, I just have curtains. It's a lot of screwing. I could. Oh, I just use tension rods. Oh. I'm not installing fucking curtains. I have brick. Like, can I get a drill and do that shit? Fuck that. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Feng Shui. I'm not fucking with that. Oh, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, man. All right. Here we are. We got a entitled chef. With a rocking bod and a sick bulge, uh, building fires in the woods with some models. Just your average everyday Thanksgiving tale. It's a symbolic, okay? Mm-hmm. You know what the gravy is? <laughs> I don't, do I want to? No, not yet. Okay. Do you know what the potatoes are? No. What? His briefs. Okay. You're losing me. Let's read the 75% mark of Jungle Rock. I was going to say because they're lumpy. Hattie stuck her stomach out. A button popped and spun across the room. (laughs) See, now that's Thanksgiving. (laughs) Tell me about it. That's what I want to hear. It's like a furnace under this hat, and the corks have played havoc with me hair. Oi. Yeah. Hattie glared as she untangled strands of string and hair. Serve you right, you if you have to cut them out, Joe said and handed Hattie a pair of scissors. Hattie pushed her away. I thought you'd be a little bit more grateful. She winced as Joe tugged hard on a cork. Excuse me. (laughs) Do you gotta do that in private, Joe? I drummed up a cracking bit of business, and they're all coming back for the show tonight. Tickets on the door will go like hotcakes. I didn't think you could get so many people in a Vardo. Who? That's an Australian van. Joe thought about the excited Everybody faces. Get in the Vardo. We're going to the beach. Joe thought about the excited faces on Hattie's tour as they clapped eyes on the old gypsy caravan in the meadow. Like sardines. Hattie grabbed the hat and flung it to one side as Joe released the last curl. Especially when I told them Zach was born in there. They were falling over themselves to get up the steps. But but he was born in a hospital in Maryland. And your point is? Maryland? Maryland. Maryland? I wonder if Poppy's been watching the program. Nah, she'll be hooked up with an another handsome stud by now. A pretty girl like that. Such a shame. I really thought they'd get married. Hmm. 
The world isn't perfect, Joe, and your Zack is easily tempted. I still think he was set up over the Dolores photos. That girl must have made a tidy sum. Mm, he got popped with some weird photos, huh? Dream on. Hattie had shed her shirt and was stepping out of her wrinkled shorts. Ooh, Hattie. By heck, it's... How'd you wrinkle those shorts? Not very modest. Huh. By heck, it's good to get out of these passion killers. She peeled off her socks and threw them to one side. Mm, gross. Peeling the socks off. Let's get glammed up tonight. We've got a full house and a lovely buffet to look forward to, and I can't wait to celebrate Wonder Boy lifting that crown. You're right. Let's go to town. Catch you later. Bet you won't be as beautiful as me. Joe heard the bathroom door slam and shook her head as she stared at the chaos around her. She picked up Hattie's discarded clothing and folded it neatly onto a chair. Night time to fold these sweaty socks. Tonight certainly was going to be a big night, and Joe hoped and prayed that Zack would be crowned Jungle King and have his reputation restored in oh, some way. Show's still going on. Zack is still a contestant. Could become the Jungle King. Okay. What does the Jungle King get? Well, rule over the jungle. <laughs> she knew it was in the lap of the gods, but deciding that she was going to enjoy every moment of her son's experience as it was shown to millions of viewers, she hurried to get ready. The cock and bull was packed and regulars flocked through the doors, eager to get a place in the pub where Zach was a local celebrity. Oh. I thought he was a national celebrity. No, local only. Just like us. Ben had erected a wide screen on a wall across one end of the bar and customers were shoulder to shoulder as they crowded round. Poppy was jostled as she made her way through and people smiled as she approached, many remembering her as part of a couple when she was engaged to Zach. Wait, they got in- Oh, wait, that's his OG fiance, right? Mm -hmm. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I get it, all right. Chef, dressed immaculately in designer jeans. <sighs> all right. Chef- Dressed immaculately in, immaculately in designer jeans and a crisp white shirt, was already at the bar and waved when he saw Poppy. I'm Whoa. on the TV. Hey, Poppy. Poppy, can you believe it? I'm on the TV. I'll made some spice. No, don't. You, oh wait, is that awesome? He said <laughs> from his elevated position on a stool, and Poppy could see that they would have a clear view of the TV. Are you sure you want to watch this? Poppy asked as she slid alongside. You bet. Chef replied and smiled. Is Chef also Zach? I I don't I don't. Well, no, you call every know. chef chef. It's a, re a term of respect. And it's like how you call all the mechanics of Jiffy Lube Lubers. Luber Mike, am I good? <laughs> Did I pass? You failed. No! Luber Mike! I've been lubed. Poppy could see that Chef was enjoying himself. He was probably convinced that Zach's celebrations with the glamour model were sure to end any lingering feelings that Poppy might have for her ex. Well, I've got you your favorite wine, Chef said and pointed to a bottle of Pinot Grigio. He lifted it from a bucket of ice and poured them both a large glass. Let's stop there. Why are the... Oh, never mind. <laughs> well, Shane was about ready to shout. It's fine. I'd That's okay. Not, I don't what know. What are you shouting at me for? I thought you said Pinot Noir on ice. And I was like... What? Uh, -uh. Not, uh, -uh. Not, not, not at my chateau. Okay. Well, hey, what's happening? Who's chef? That's not Zach. What's Zach chef? is still potentially going to be crowned king of the goddamn jungle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're there's gonna watch a, him on TV. There's a competing chef. They're watching him on the TV. There's a competing chef. I think Mac on his ex-wife. I think no. his his ex uh -huh. has uh, uh, is now dating a new chef. She's got a type. I think who they refer to as chef was his former understudy. Maybe he's like sous chef. That seems like a big jump, but I'm going with well, you Well, he's on going it. on TV and he's like, well, someone's going to be chef around here. You be chef. You be chef. You be chef. He's like, I'll be chef, chef. Uh, I love you, chef. Thank you, chef. I'm chef. Well, let's see what happens to chefs. Let me jump ahead now to uh, jungle chefs. Is this the last page? This is the last page of Jungle Rock. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, here we are. Uh, this is it. We have reached the end. Will Zach be crowned the king of the jungle? Will Chef sweep uh, his ex-wife off of her feet? Will Zach's bulging goodies be revealed from his tight Underwear. Only one way to find out in the last page of Jungle Rock. Oh, Mom, it's so good to see you. Zach cried as he held on to his mother. And I can't believe Aunt Heidi is here. Aunt Heidi, your feet stink. It was a virus which went as quickly as it came. Joe looked over Zach's shoulder to Hattie. The doctors say that she's a miracle. 
and they've never seen anything like it before. Thank goodness the antibiotics kicked in because nothing was going to stop her from being here to welcome you home. It's pretty cool that like on all the accents on Earth, you've just created like a new one. <laughs> You're one of a kind. I don't know what to call it. I'm going to call it motorcycle guy. <laughs> that's what it sounds oh, I can't like. wait till the next book motorcycle guy comes out The voice called out from behind Hattie and Bob looked up Is that motorcycle guy? Standing to one side <laughs> of the crowd and You Anthony, hear that motorcycle? I hear that revving Is that Anthony it? clutched a huge bouquet of roses and looked sheepishly at Bob Can you ever forgive me? Oh my dear Bob cried and fell into Anthony's arms. We must never be parted again. The two men sobbed as they embraced. Oh, dear. What? <laughs> as everyone said their hellos and greeted each other with tears of relief. Most unexpected sob in a book ever. Officials swiftly ushered their the reunited party towards their waiting cars. Oh, it's so good to be home. Zach said as he helped Hattie off her scooter and onto the back of a seat. Hattie ain't doing so hot. Alongside Joe. Did Zach win? Is he the king of the jungle? There's just one more thing. Uh, I'm the king of the jungle. (laughs) Joe leaned forward and nodded to a figure that appeared by Zach. Mystified, Zach turned in the direction that Joe had indicated. He stopped in his tracks. Poppy stood beyond the curb. A coat was draped over her shoulders, and she was wearing the green sheath dress. Mm -mm -mm. She bit on her lip and looked anxiously at Zach. Better not see my old sous chef around here. Can you ever forgive Sniffing me? around my wife. Can you ever forgive me? She asked. Oh, God. Zach cried and ran to sweep her into his arms. Although they're back in love again. I didn't think he was going to oh, get back with his ex-wife. Lord. Oh, God. Chef got played. Bob repeated. He's just a sous chef <laughs> after all. I don't think I can take it anymore. And with a swoon, he grabbed hold of Anthony and dragged him into their car. Joe Patton. dog? Joe patted a rug around Hattie's knees. It was in a tartan pattern with reindeers running across the fabric. Cozy. Ugly. She peeled. She peered out through the window where. No, no more peeling, please. She peered out through the window (laughs) where the sun had come out and bright skies lay ahead. In the entrance hall under a sign announcing arrivals. A Christmas tree twinkled. The pretty lights bounced off the glistening pavement. Joe broke into a slab of marland mint cake and offered a piece to her friend. Edmund Hillary used to eat this and then shit it into his own pants. This'll put hairs on me chest. Hattie stroked the rug on her lap and sucked happily. Oh, what? That, that sentence jail. Can you please yeah. jail that sucker? Goodbye. Happy Christmas, Hattie. Joe said, aren't we lucky? Why, sir, it's not even Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's it's April. The king of the jungle and his soon-to-be queen were still on the pavement, and Hattie beamed as she watched Zach and Poppy embrace. He was king of the jungle. Bye, heck, Hattie whispered, and she reached for Joe's hand. We certainly are. The end. I'm sorry. What? Everyone's happy except the sous chef. Fine. Say lovey. That's what he deserves. He can't handle the entrees. Well, that's, uh, you know, good, good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I didn't wait. That book was a Christmas book this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time. The whole time. That last page was unexpectedly about Christmas. (laughs) Everything Uh, else was about some hot jungle romance. Then at the end, it was like another Christmas reunion. Was that the end of the the same book? The -hmm. jungle stuff's just television, bud. Mm, You're right. It's all smoke and mirrors for the real show. Christmas. (laughs) Well, hey, that sounds like a book to me. Good job, Ganesh. Ganesh, um, or should we say motorcycle guy? <laughs> Rev those engines, baby. I think I'm going to deem all of your voices as different variations of the dialect motorcycle guy. <laughs> Thank you. And was, I think you should motorcycle guy down under. I've never cringed more while actively saying things. Ah, that's why it sounded. So I good. think you sounded good. Yeah. Also, fine. cringing is part of the Australian. Dude, Shane has just been ripping Australia in between the breaks. Every time mm-hmm. we press stop. We press stop on the record. He just like unleashes epithets. Things, <sighs> words I've never heard about Australians. Calls them koala fuckers and dingo feed. It's fucked up. Some woman really did lose her baby to a dingo. Do you know that's real? That's not real. It is real. It's real. It happened. It's real. It really happened. A woman's baby was eaten by a dingo. And it's fucked up that we're making fun of it. But also like, the fuck mm-hmm. you doing down there in Australia? Get out of there. You gotta watch your kid. Yeah. We gotta blame the dingoes tasty baby right there all right whatever so let's uh what do we let's cast this as a movie all right who's the sack it's got to be all australians hugh jackman i don't know i don't know yeah australians. there you go it's hugh jackman uh-huh well i wasn't gonna say an australian but i was gonna say an american Who? paul giamatti no as zach with the bulge 
No, Hugh Jackman. I don't know. I'm going. I'm Paul, Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's got the bulge. I'm going. Paul he was Giamatti. described as handsome and like fit. Uh, you're saying Paul Giamatti's not handsome? I'm, I guess that's exactly what I'm saying. He's ugly and unfit. I don't know. I like him as an actor. You ever catch him in sideways? I've caught him in sideways. <laughs> and didn't strike me as a good looking guy. But on like the right evening. Now, now you know, speak of the devil. I'll take Thomas Hayden Church from Sideways. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's my choice. Who else? Who plays Poppy? You know what's funny? Sorry. Sideways tangent. No. Where he's just like, <laughs> no more fucking Merlot. Uh-huh. Makes me laugh, huh? Jesus. <laughs> Are you trying to be a uh, character in Frasier? Laughing, sens- laughing at sensible Merlot jokes and eating dressing? Boy, oh boy. You bring this out in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're bringing it out in yourself. Earlier today, you were telling us how you own multiple sets of matching pajamas. That's true. <laughs> you do. You're a pajama man now. Yeah, I've got some nice pajamas. <laughs> going to bed at a reasonable hour. Are they laughing flannels? at some Merlot jokes. Well, I guess they are. Do flannels. you have a sleeping cap? No. <laughs> okay. You were bragging about the high thread count on your matching pajamas. They're very comfortable. They're very silky. They have a like an open, co- not open collar, but like the, the closed collar <laughs> buttoned up to the top. They are buttoned up. <laughs> oh, you it's got a butt flap or what? You don't you No <laughs> butt flap. You blast in hot dukes out of that flap. It does have pockets. It does have a breast pocket. <laughs> it's a it's a high ankle cut. Uh, so you, you can breathe a, a little. High ankle cut. You know, it's boot cut. <laughs> You no, wanna, boot cut it would be over the ankles. In case ankle, you want to so. wear your uh, uh, your leathers. Well, they're nice. They're a good fit. And you know what else I do in, in bed? I'd rather not know the answer to that. I don't know if you guys do this, but um, a little uh, facial spray and then like some. I don't do that. A little Vaseline on the lips oh, when it's chilly. You're real shiny at night. <laughs> <laughs> Put on my satin suit and shine the old, Actually, the old yeah. face up with I'm some like, Vaseline. Uh, I was bright as the morning sun when I go to bed. My fiance, <laughs> the other day she woke up and she looked at me and she was like, you are wet and shiny. And, <laughs> and that made you happy to hear. No, I was horrified. <laughs> I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, fuck. I <laughs> must towel off. I've embarrassed myself in front of my fiance. <laughs> my fiance. Uh, she says I'm a wet and shiny. Okay, who plays Poppy? Nicole Kidman. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Can you have some American answer that's way off base that we could hear? Yeah, Zoe Duchanel. Bad choice. All right, who else <laughs> we got? Who else, we, who else is in this book? Chef, the little smarmy. Still not sure if it's not Zach, but it's a little sous chef. Little sous chef who's been uh, a Chalamet. Ooh, that's a Chalamet for sure. For Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Chalamet's in everything these days. Who else we got? The woman peeling off his her mom. Socks? Oh. Ooh, his mom. Wait, his mom is not. Hattie, right? Hattie's the old stinky woman peeling her socks off. That's his, that's his aunt. Co- that's his aunt. His uh, mom. Olivia Ooh. Coleman. Fresh off the Oscar. Okay, sure. She's in the crown. That's she seems too young to be any of these characters' mothers, but okay. Well, she's about I don't I won't I don't want to assume. No, Aunt Hattie, that's Mimi Bobek from the Drew Carey show. Oh. <laughs> that's what I think. Well, not even the actress, the you know, character of Mimi. You know what's Bobek. funny? Is like Mimi Bobek, that character. Mm-hmm. She looks like a Pokemon. <laughs> she does. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, that's rough stuff to say about another human being. Uh, <laughs> what? Is that it? Is that everybody in the book? <laughs> you got anything else here to talk about? Who else looks like Pokemon? I'll tell you who. Uh, Polly Shore. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti does kind of look like a Pokemon. He looks like a ground type Pokemon. He looks like he burrows out from the dirt. Um, I'd say Woody Harrelson looks like a Pokemon. Woody Harrelson like a fighting Pokemon. He's a steel Pokemon. Steel? You find him in the in the deep caves. I'd say current Jack Nicholson looks like a Pokemon. Current Jack like Nich- Muck. Muck. He looks like he a poison. Is, he's a poison. He's a poison melting, uh, molten pile of mud. You sure. must have thoughts on this, Ganesh. People as Pokemon. I, I think of people more as like Muppets than mm. Pokemon, like especially Jack Nicholson. He's and you call me a snob, Boston? I, we're off. The, I don't. I can't call either of you anything. I don't know anything about what's going on here. You think Jack Nicholson looks like a Muppet? A little bit. Which one? One of the old men that sit up in the balcony. Oh. Mm. What's the guy that... Who's the bald eagle? He's the most handsome Muppet of all. I'd fuck that Muppet. He looks like he's a muscular. Uh, he's got. He's built. He's confident. If there is a Muppet that is the best looking, it's Sam the Eagle. Are all Muppets protagonists? Are there antagonist bad Muppets? Muppets? I thought the bad guys were always human. Yeah, I did too. But I'm trying to think, like, is there a bad Muppet? I don't think so. That's a good thought to end on. <laughs> no, I just didn't know what the eagle was putting is down. Is there a bad Muppet? Huh. I don't know Muppet lore. 
I mean, guys. now are we talking strictly Muppet Show Muppets, or are we including the whole Jim Henson universe? This is Muppet Show. Muppet I don't want to get into like animals. Kind of a bad guy at the at the best. He's neutral. He's not good. He's not. He's not a bad guy. What are you talking about? He's, he's not, just having fun. He's a drummer in a successful band. He's he wreaks havoc. You don't like a little touch of rock and roll in your life? Uh, uh-uh, I'm a little bit country. Well, you know, I can't think of a bad Muppet, and I think we're uh, we'd be fooled to try. All right, roll credits. <laughs> if you can think of a bad Muppet, hit us up. Which Muppet do you dislike? Give us a call. 567-309-0357. Let us call know. In. We'll put you on the episode. Uh, thank you to Morris Reese for our music. Thank you to Chris Linguist for our artwork. Uh, thank, thank, thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com, AMZ and Book Club on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can uh, subscribe to our premium episodes at patreon.com slash AMZ and Book Club. We'll give you some extra eps every now and then. Come wet your whistle. Come join our chat room and talk about Paul Hollywood to your heart's content. The most active part of our chat room is dedicated to Paul Hollywood. That is not a joke. <laughs> what else we got? That's Tell it. your friends, but maybe not about this episode. Yeah, this one's a stinker. Put it in the toilet. Flush it. Okay, <laughs> see you later. Have a good night. <laughs>